0: Our next speaker is Dr Meng Wei Wu. He's from Wenash University. His research work is in on making specialised powders. He teaches and is a lecturer in chemical engineering. Thank you, Wei. Hi, everyone. Um, good evening. I'll just move this to the side. Um, OK, good evening, everyone. Um, I'm a lecturer from Monash University. And one unit which I teach year and year every semester is uh, thermodynamics. Now, is there any engineer in the house? (laughs) Oh, okay. This is going to be a little bit tough. (laughs) Now, now, thermodynamics is a study about energy conversion. So we take um, a large part of the unit is actually taking study steam engines, which takes heat energy, and convert it into something useful like electricity. So this is what in, um, what's happening in the Latrobe, where you burn coal, it get, gets heat, and then you turn into electricity. So now there's something very peculiar about this unit, which sets it apart from other units. Anyone want to have a guess? No? <laughs> oh. Well, the, the failing rate is really high. Okay, so now um, typically you get about 25% failure every semester. I try to convince everybody it's a unit, it's not me, it's a unit, okay? So what happens is um, last semester, uh, sorry, this was two semesters ago, when the results was out, this student, my student came and talked to me and say, well, he looked a bit uh, distressed and a bit sad and said, you know, hey, Why? This is a really tough subject Who the hell started this anyway? <laughs> yeah Well Clearly he was in the 20% That 20% Yeah. Now uh, As simple as it seemed That was a really very good question Because therm- Thermodynamics Which um, extend a few hundred years back There are so many prominent artists Which contributed to this field But in my mind there was one particular person which they call him the father of modern thermodynamics. And this person is called Sadie Carnot. Okay, anyone, nobody heard of that before? Okay? I'll give him a brief introduction. Now he is French. He was born in Paris in 1790. 1796. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, to a prominent family of an uh, engineer. Now, in fact, his father was a very prominent general working alongside with uh, Napoleon. Yeah, So, but unfortunately, he had a very troubled um, upbringing. Uh, not upbringing, but troubled time as a kid and as a young adult because at that time, he was immediately after the French Revolution and they have the uh, Napoleon War going around. So, he grew up very poor. Yeah, But that was also the time Where steam engine become really popular So people were bo- burning a lot of coal Making a lot of energy And people were trying to make the steam engine better Yeah, So this was his contribution to thermodynamics Which is to improve the steam engine Now let me tell you the story On how he ventured into this field Now it was not by intent In fact in my opinion, he was uh, under certain circumstances, he went into this. Now, what happened was he started his adult life uh, as an engineer within the army. So he followed his father's footsteps and he became an engineer within the army. Now, but unfortunately, his father was not in good shoes in the army So because he lost the war and then he came back and then he was in exile to Germany. Yeah? So because of that background, um, well, his job as an engineer wasn't leading anywhere, okay? He can't get a promotion, no ideas, he was sidelined. So eventually, uh, he decided to say, okay, I don't become an engineer anymore, and I become like an administrative staff within the army, yeah? and But you know, with, with someone of his calibre and his uh, curiosity in science, that job didn't last long, and he opted for early retirement at the age of 24. <laughs> well, uh, seems good, but unfortunately we are in the 21st century, so maybe now it sounds like 84, rather than 24, okay? So now, um, well, not exactly early retirement, he was on call for duty, but he gets two-thirds of the pay, so that's fair enough. But what happens during that time was he had a lot of time to dwell in all this intellectual pursuit. He started going for lectures, going for seminars, and he started talking to professors in the uni. And then he stumbled upon the steam engine. So at that time, the the setting for steam engine was that now the, the, the English were very well advanced in steam engine. The French was not. So in his mind, he was thinking, hey, if I can make the steam engine better, I might win the war. So you can see a tiny bit of rebel in him, you know? <laughs> maybe because of his father's influence. I don't know, yeah? OK, so he, so he asked two questions. Uh, in fact, he asked two questions, but I'll try to boil it to one. Is, well, when we burn coal to generate energy, is there a limit to its efficiency? Yeah, Can we get 100% efficiency by burning coal and converting it to useful energy? That was the question he pursued, and what happened was he took a steam engine, now at that time I think it was more complicated than it needs to be, Strip up all the nonsense and everything, and then he visualized the steam engine as four different separate compartments and that allowed him to develop a framework to really evaluate the efficiency of the steam engine yeah. To get the theoretical, how much energy can we get from an ideal system So that was his contribution to thermodynamics Now I'll just uh, give an example of what he did Part of his theory is really very simple. You won't believe it. So now imagine you're burning coal, right? Okay. This steam, you put it through a turbine and then the steam, you got to cool it down somewhere in the river. That's it. So his theory is that, now if you cool the steam at a river which is hot, it is less efficient. If you cool it in a cooler river, it becomes more efficient. That's it. That 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 sums up the whole of Carnot's contribution, yeah, and it doesn't matter if the river is made of uh, mud, or the river is made of ethanol, probably from some pollution somewhere, yeah, okay, now, now, don't quote me, I'm not saying you go and dig another river in Latrobe Valley. Now, so that was his contribution, and actually from that, uh, a lot of things developed, but Unfortunately, he did not live long to. Um, he published that at the age of um, 28, and then eight years down the road, he passed away at 36. Now, even at the point of death, when he died, um, people could not take this theory very well, so it was not very popular. But eventually, about, I think, uh, quite a few decades down the road, the other physics giants like Kelvin, And a lot of Clapeyron, they actually came up and developed and gave a proper framework Very similar to modern artists you see nowadays, okay? So now, so that is the, uh, a bit of a background about Sadi Cannot And uh, actually, so he started all this from that particular theory People start to develop a lot of ideas and now we have what we call thermodynamics taught in universities all around the world so that's all about him. So back to the student who asked me that question. Well, I gave a brief account about Sadie Cannot. I'm not sure he's convinced. Well, we shall see if he comes back next year, yeah? OK? So now, um, if another student were to ask me the same question, end of this semester, I would just say, look, it's not me. It's Sadie. Thank you. <laughs>